Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Baltimore 2. Thanks for listening. Um, my name is Ethan Shank. I'm your host. Excited to have another episode up for you guys. Um, we've got a few t- topics of discussion. Um, but before that, make sure you follow Instagram at all22 underscore pod. And then make sure you check out the YouTube. All t- just type in all22. You'll find it. If you type in all22 on Instagram, you'll find it there. Um, we're we're going we're gonna to be getting content out here soon. So uh, make sure you follow up. And, you know, let, let's get straight into it. Uh, first thing I want to talk about, the USFL, the United States Football League, had their first games over the weekend. Um, I didn't watch any. I don't know if that makes me a bad football fan or whatever, but I saw some of the highlights. Um, it seemed pretty cool. The There's... One thing I do have to say about this league that the NFL definitely needs to check into, and it's cameras. Um, they had they had a helmet GoPro, and they also had a drone camera angle, which were just flat out amazing. Like imagine you strap up a GoPro to Derrick Henry's helmet, and he's running through the line, and you just see a bunch of defenders just like eyes perk up, just scared as crap to tackle this man. That'd be insane. And then with the drone, it it's a little little bit dangerous because it's kind of closer to the players, but at the same time, it was so cool. Um, the one play, it was I think it was like a fumble ruski, um, took it back to the house, but it was they could just follow the players, and it was so cool. I think the NFL should definitely look into that right away. It was a it was a really cool thing they could do. Other than that, um, there was nothing crazy that really happened with the games, um. The thing I'm going to talk about a little bit later about these other leagues, it's the USFL is like way too similar to the NFL. We'll, we'll get into that a little later. Um, so I don't I don't know if it can necessarily survive. Um, I, I it's a, it's a cool league. It's a it's cool for you know there's not a minor league at NFL. So for some of the younger or people that just players that need, you know, a little, little boost of confidence or just need some more exposure. It's great for them. I don't know if this thing can survive, but um, we'll, we'll definitely get into that a little bit later. After we talk about another league, um, the fan-controlled football league, Terrell Owens caught a touchdown pass at 48 years old. Um, he, he He's on, I think, the Zappers with Johnny Manziel. I don't think he caught it from Johnny Manziel. I, I didn't really look. But that, that's another cool league. But um, it's cool to see Terrell Owens kind of, you know, get back into football. He's almost 50. Um, along with another old guy, Chad Ochocinco. Still, there's rumors out that he wants to go back to the Bengals, which I don't know how realistic that is. But it's just funny to see these two old guys just, you know, tr- trying to get back into football. But um, just just funny funny stuff happening around. So, getting back into what I said earlier with the USFL, I'm going to talk a little bit about these leagues. Um, the the main thing, I kind of said I don't think the USFL is going to survive for a long time, is because leagues like the USFL, the AFL, um, the XFL, which I'll put an asterisk there for a second, but they're too much like the NFL. They're way too similar, like... You can put them in a bracket that NFL lookalikes. They are copy and paste. Hey, let's do kickoff different. Let's make 
you know, you have to go for it for, you know, an extra point that might be worth three points instead of, you know, two. It's they, they do a little bit of sprinkling to make the the game a little bit different, but th- those are kind of like the NFL lookalikes. And then there's leagues like, you know, Fan Control League, um, Arena Football, um, you know, the Canadian Football League, which we'll put an asterisk and get back to that. But they're they're a bit different. They put their own twist on the football. You know, the specialized football leagues put them into put them into a separate bracket. But you know, with the fan control, it's not eleven on eleven. It's eight on. I think it's eight on eight. But you know, fans control everything. Like in the in the name. Um, same thing with arena football. It it's just a little bit different. And then when you look at Canadian football, um, it does help that it's it's a whole other country that doesn't have. A football team like Canada, they have a baseball team in the MLB and a basketball team in the NBA, but they don't have a football team, so they have their their own football league. But it it does have their own twist to it. Like um, I think the biggest thing all of us can realize they have the old style goalpost in the front of the end zone. Um, but the, those leagues, you know, they're they're different. They're their own twist, their own added spice to the to, to football, which neither one is bad. You know, the NFL lookalikes are the specialized. But the NFL lookalikes outside the XFL, which I we'll, we'll talk about that. The XFL is a little bit different from the AFL and the USFL. Um, the thing with the XFL and the USFL, they're <laughs> FL this, FL that, you know, control so many abbreviations. But the thing with the USFL and XFL is they've they're from the past. They've you know, the start of the USFL, they competed with the NFL for a little bit for players like Reggie White. He was big in the USFL when it first came out. Um, there, there's a few other big names, but they, they competed back in the day. So them coming back and being resurrected, the USFL and the XFL. Um, it's it's a little bit different from the AFL. The AFL had a year and just fell out. But the with the USFL, um, I it can survive this year. It'll make it through its season. There's 3 million viewers over the weekend. Not terrible. But the thing is, the XFL, it would have been the 2019 season. It was a hit. It, it was an actual hit. Like, I actually liked one of the teams. I th- It was like the defend- the Washington Defenders or something like that, the D.C. Defenders. Um, it was Cardell Jones was playing a little bit of quarterback. It was a pretty solid team. But that league can make it. The XFL can make it. One of the biggest reasons they'll make it is I guess we go 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 back and do a little history, but in 2019 it was owned by um it was owned by um Luck Oliver Luck so it'd be Andrew Luck's dad which um a, a pretty good owner um COVID hit went bankrupt couldn't really pay players or even play at that point so that was kind of its downfall but now when The Rock has bought it The Rock is the co-owner so you have this big figure um the and the league was doing very well. Um, I remember the best team, I think it was out of Houston maybe, but it was led by P.J. Walker, who P.J. Walker played multiple NFL games this year. So I think the XFL can definitely make it. I think if the USF, USFL comes back for another year, the XFL will definitely kill it. But um, just the idea of spring football, it it's a great idea because it's in a little bit of a dry spout. You know, football's over, um, college Basketball just gets over. The NBA playoffs are kind of starting to off, but um, everybody everybody likes football, so spring football is a great idea. It's just some of these NFL lookalikes can. It's the same recipe, I feel like, and it's the same results. Like USFL, 
I, I don't I don't think it's gonna make it. Okay, we're done with all these other leagues. We're getting right to the NFL. The Browns signed cornerback Denzel Ward to a five-year, $100 million deal with $71 million guaranteed. Um, it was a pretty big deal. I believe it happened, happened Monday. Um, a, a really big deal. I it I think it definitely does rank somewhere um, top overall in history of cornerback money or wh- whatever. So it's, it's a solid deal. Um, teams... Definitely pay big money for a, their great cornerback. Um, you've seen with the Patriots and Bill Belichick, he's definitely done it all the time with Stephon Gilmore. Uh, he did it with Darrell Rivas, so he's pretty big into it, and it's a big thing over the league um, when it's becoming more pass-dominant. A, a good, a great corner is really required in this league. Um, the only problem I have with this deal is they paid top-five corner money when he's not a top-five corner in the league. I I will name you five, six more better than Denzel Ward. J.C. Jackson, Jalen Ramsey, Jair Alexander, um, and these last three are probably a little hot, but Darius Slay, Marcus Peters, and Stephon Gilmore, who's a little bit old. Um, but I think those guys are definitely better than Denzel Ward, and they are not getting paid anything close to that. I I do think it, it is a good deal. You know, get your corner secured up. You don't have to worry about that for a little um he's, he's a great playmaker there's the one his one highlight that keeps popping up is him sliding under a blocker to make a tackle it was an incredible play he's, he's a he's a pretty good corner he's not one of the best in the league and they paid him that money and it just leads me to the question of what in the world is Cleveland doing they have probably one of the best rosters on paper in the league for this upcoming year the thing is they Said that last year, actually, which is kind of funny. But they have a great roster, a lot of good players, a lot of young good players, which which is a good thing. But they're paying everybody a lot. You can pay a lot of people a lot of money, but this is a salary cap league. We can't just be throwing all this money around. I think one of the biggest concerns is the unknowing of if Deshaun Watson can play in the 2020 in the 2022 season, uh, I'm getting my years mixed up. If he can play in the 2022 season, we still don't know if the league will suspend him. It's um, a big talking point recently. Uh, he got cleared of all of his charges, but the the league still has the possibility to suspend him. And we've seen with Calvin Ridley, he they suspended him for a whole season for gambling. So what say they suspend? Deshaun Watson for still having 22 civil cases on him, which he hasn't been clear. I don't, there hasn't been news about that. He cleared all the federal cases, but there's still the 22 civil cases. So I would, I would assume the NFL suspends him for a season. I, I mean, it ma- it makes sense. Like you suspend Calvin Ridley for that much. Okay. Let's, he did something worse. We'll suspend him for the same amount or longer. But we'll definitely see with that. Um, another big concern is they still have Baker Mayfield in the books. Um, I would assume they would be be getting rid of him soon. I would say after the draft. Um, th- there's been a lot of crap going on with Baker. He did that podcast interview, and there's just been a lot of stuff circling around about him. They did sign um, Jacoby Brissett as a backup, 
But they, they still have Baker on the books, which is definitely another big concern whether they move off of him. He's definitely going to be a big cap hit if they keep him into the season, which I, I wouldn't suspect they would. But everything, you know, world's kind of moving and the Browns haven't done anything. It's just something to look out for. Like, when they move Baker, what are they going to do with him? But, you know, they, they still have his contract if they keep him into the year. They took on Amari Cooper's contract, which the Cowboys traded him to get rid of the contract, which is still pretty substantial, so still taking up all this money. And they also just extended Miles Garrett for a lot of money. Um, so the big thing I'm kind of concluding to is money isn't always the problem, but when they have this three, maybe four years with Watson if he doesn't get suspended, they need to make the most of it because they are paying a ton of money. Just between Watson and now Denzel Ward, that's 271 guaranteed million dollars over the next four or five-ish years. That That's a lot of money. You can't, that's not flexible. You can't go out in free agency and, you know, get him another receiver. Um, there's, Jarvis Landry hasn't come back, but you really just have people's, you can't go out and get him another receiver in free agency or more weapons or better defender. So you're you're kind of going to be stuck with moving the cap. I know there's a lot of stuff moving around, but the other thing is you have a lot of young good players that are under rookie contracts that are going to be needing extensions within this four or five year period. So it's just the the Browns are kind of being a little reckless right now with their money. So that it's a little sketchy because especially with these three to four next years, this is these are also going to be the primes of all the other AFC North teams. I'm we've been looking a lot at the AFC West because they're going to be super good, but the AFC North might be the second best division in football if the Steelers can figure out what they're doing at quarterback. The Ravens get Lamar back, and with the Marcus Peter, the Marcus Marcus Williams signings, wrong Marcus, Marcus Williams signing, signing Clay's Campbell coming back, they're going to be super good, and the Bengals are definitely still going to be a really solid, super good football team. It's the the Cleveland. It's now or never for Cleveland. They really need. They they're going to be hoping these decisions and choices and you know big money moves and trades are really go their way because they're going to be in a really sticky situation if none of this works out for them okay so something i've kind of thought up on the fly um, recording this episode this draft is going to be really cool because no one knows exactly what's going to happen. Usually in preceding years of drafts, you can figure out, like, okay, he's definitely going number one. Um, he's definitely going top five. This year, th- no one has a clue um, who's going to go number one. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see draft day, how everything goes down. I Later this week, or maybe early in the next week, we're, I'm going to try to get a few guys together and do a big draft episode um, we're going to do a little bit of a mock draft, not all of it, just because we don't know what the heck is going to go down. We might do top 10, top 15 picks. So I'm pretty excited for that. This draft is going to be absolutely bonkers. Um, an- another thing I kind of want to touch on, if like I was an NFL GM and I'm looking at this draft, or if I was all 32, I would not take a quarterback in the first round. I know there's the NFL you have the supply 
okay, the, these are the quarterbacks in free agency, the quarterbacks you can trade for, the quarterbacks in the draft, and you know you have the demand. And the, the demand is always more than the supply sometimes. And, you know, there there is demand. Um, looking at it, though, like some of these teams that, you know, are looking to get a quarterback don't really need a quarterback. Like Carolina, Atlanta, um, they're looking to upgrade, but they, they don't need it right now. So if I was any team, if I was a GM any team, I would wait until next year. I'd probably trade down and look for stuff next year because when you have Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and maybe Spencer Rattler. What am I kidding? Spencer Rattler. I don't like Spencer Rattler. We're just not going to talk about that. But when you have these two really good prospects next year, why take a risk this year when you can trade down and you know get a better prospect next year? Because... The th- another thing I've been thinking about, oh, everything's coming to tuition right now. That's a big word right there. But I've been thinking about, like, th- you can name the top three quarterback prospects. You, I, my top three, at least, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, and then Desmond, Desmond Ryder. None of them played legit Power 5 football. Um, You know, the ACC is Power 5, but the ACC was terrible this year. I mean, Wake Forest and Pittsburgh were the best teams and a Dabo Sweeney era. So Clemson was down a, a not very good, you know, conference. Um, Malik Willis played in this kind of shifted ACC, so you can say the same thing. And then Desmond Ryder was, was a group of five school. So they didn't, they didn't play against the top competition. When you look down, you know, the quarterback depth in this draft, you really have to get you you really have to look down and you you look to Matt Corral who played in the SEC the, the best conference in all of college football and he's like the fourth or fifth on some boards and he's like the fourth or fifth on some boards so this year it it's really telling that the top quarterback prospects that everybody's looking at did not play in good divisions and you can look at past years quarterbacks like you know Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson playing the ACC too, which they've turned out a little bit different. But I just to, to wrap this kind of weird segment up. I if I was a GM, I'd be very hesitant of taking a quarterback in the first round this year. I'd trade down. I'd try to get something next year. I'd try to steal one of them in the second round of this year, the third round of this year. But I would not draft a quarterback in the first round this year. Okay. Thank you guys for listening today. Really appreciate it. Make sure to follow Instagram at all22 underscore pod. Make sure to check it out on YouTube, all22, WRGG, 738. Hopefully I'll get out this week. Kind of took the week off from Easter, so we'll get back at it. Um, make sure to stay tuned. We're going to have a big draft episode soon. Um, have a great week, guys. Bye-bye.